When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. And that is brought to you by the Influence Alliance. Now, my guest today says life is too short to play small. Surround yourself with awesome people, make a difference and enjoy life. And joining me on today's show is Carmen Williams. And if you recognize her name, that is because she has been a previous guest. And uh, we thought we need to get her back on the show to talk about uh the topic she's going to talk about because so many more businesses now are recognizing the power of leveraging a team from around the world. And that's an area that uh, her and her business specializes in. Now, let me share a little bit about Carmen. Carmen was once a high achieving scientist who started university at 16. And she gave up all of that to be a semi-broke entrepreneur with big ideas, but no clue about how to implement those ideas. Now, these days she owns a very successful VA business with a team of over 82 talented people supporting Australian businesses around Australia to get stuff done. Now, on today's show, Carmen is going to share the key mistakes that business owners make when working with a VA so that you can avoid making these same mistakes. She's also going to talk about the magic question to help you find out if your VA really understands what you have just delegated how many of us may uh, recognize that, as well as the exact strategies that we can use to support our VA to show initiative and come up with some really great ideas to grow the business. So welcome to the show, Carmen. Hello, Anne-Marie. It's been a while. It's been a while. And I think the last two plus years have uh, opened up so many more opportunities and new clients for you, being that all of a sudden all of these businesses were forced to go online. And of course, you've been in the business for some time, you know, with VAs and so forth. So we knew already, and myself too, have got some incredible VAs. And we knew the power of being able to tap into virtual teams, but there's still entrepreneurs and businesses who are struggling when it comes to hiring and obviously managing because it brings a whole new set of um, awareness, skills, tools to be able to successfully manage and run a team that may never have met before because you've got a wonderful team of 82. How many have you met in person? Um, I haven't met any of them yet. Uh, even even our team member in Brisbane who started last year, we haven't met her yet, but I feel very connected to them. Uh, there's ways that w- which you can develop that connection uh, even though you haven't met someone. I mean, you and I haven't met for many, many years. I'm still connected to you. 
I know. We all we always kind of, it, it does full circle, doesn't it? But yeah, let let's uh, let's connect again and, and share some of this valuable content. So one of the things that um, I know that you share, and many business owners, many entrepreneurs have heard about the benefit of hiring a team because we often, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, as founders of our business, become the bottleneck. But often what can happen is we end up creating even more chaos in our business because we don't have the right things in place to best support, to onboard and obviously continue the relationship. And that makes it difficult. So I I want you to share the key mistake and you may have a number that you want to be sharing today so that we are aware of that to you know, plug up those bottlenecks so that when we do onboard a team member, it's going to be the best experience for both. So what's this key mistake? Yeah, so I think it starts with the scoping. So often I speak to business owners who have fantasized about getting support in their business for a long time, and they come to me with this massive list of all these things they want support in, which is good and well. Um, But what really needs to happen is to scope the role well. So you wouldn't hire someone in Australia that is a unicorn and can do everything magically in your business. Like we know those people don't exist. And so also when you're hiring a virtual assistant, ours are based in the Philippines, you also need to think about the skill set you need um, and and how are you going to mould that role to suit one person's skill set. Most mm-hmm. business owners, when they come to me wanting their first virtual assistant, They sometimes want this creative genius, but what they actually need is a detailed, orientated, consistent person. Um, Because if they're anything like me, I am not those things, but I I get value from getting support from those those sort of people in my team. That makes so much sense. And let me share a benefit of getting key people in key roles, which may very well result uh, and the best way from what I'm hearing is to have key people and key teams that will result in you spreading the workload. Now, years ago when I was um, not so much working with entrepreneurs and coaches and consultants, but in the career industry with executives and professionals, I hired a, a VA and she did. She was, she's not a unicorn, but the specific tasks that I had her do use similar skill sets. And one of those skill set was to upload the articles that I wrote about finding your dream job. There was other things that she did too, but this was a lesson that I learned to have key people across the, the, the company, so to speak, the business. And she, she came to me one day after several months, Carmen, and she said, look, um, I, I wanted to hand my notice in. She said, because as I'm uploading these articles, I, I'm reading through the points that you're sharing and I realised this is not my dream career. So <laughs> obviously the next time I hired a team member, I said, upload these articles, just don't read them. But no, not really in all seriousness. <laughs> Find someone who really was um you know, really skilled, but also loved that work. But it's true, isn't it? So as businesses, what you've just said actually is a benefit too, because that means that if someone does tend to move on or their skill set changes and evolves and they need to move on, you're not losing all of that corporate, you know, the trust and the awareness of, of your company when that person leaves. So that's another benefit that I personally experienced. 
Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, whenever you've got people working in your business, obviously there are some times where, you know, it, the, the, it doesn't work for either party. Uh, and, you know, there have been instances where some of the virtual assistants are moving on to bigger and greater things. And so what I do is I work with the business owner to go, okay, well, let's work out the best way for you. So often when one virtual assistant leaves on good terms, they mm -hmm. might stay around and train the next virtual assistant for a little while as well or, you know, just come back for an hour a week and just provide support for the new virtual assistant. So, yeah, it's like it's it's not clockwork. They're not gadgets. They're people, um, as you know, uh, but it's about you know, having those conversations and making it work for everyone. Yeah. One of the things that we touched on, and I'd love you just to share a little bit more and some insights into this. And, and of course, everything that you're sharing today, you actually do have a team uh, and the, the way in which you have set things up really helps streamline this for businesses. So they can either do it on their own or towards the end of today's interview, we'll give Carmen an opportunity to speak and share more about uh, how you might work with her and her wonderful expanding team of VAs. So one of the things that I have found that many business owners struggle with is to get some of those systems in place. Get it? Because a lot of times I would say that your ideal client has got the things that they want to do in their own head. They've got they've been doing that task or multiple tasks. So one of the things they've got to realise is, yeah, you can't hire, you know, unicorns are, are far and few between. They've probably been hired. So you need to understand, you know, what is the skill set? What is required of this person? Is it more analytical? Is it the follow through? Those kind of things. But then it's the steps, isn't it? And there's nothing worse than even in employees and corporate uh, being hired for something and then not having like documents or processes that they can follow to find out, you know, step by step on how to do something. How many businesses do you work with that you are still finding they don't actually have that documented, they don't have those systems or some form of training to onboard and support the team? Yeah. Look, I say to business owners when they confess to me, I don't have it all documented. I don't have it all sorted. I say to them, you know, that's a relief because if you told me you had it all perfect, your I's dotted and your T's crossed, I'll think you were a psychopath because <laughs> business is messy. Small business is messy. Let's just say it. Um, we've got 200 processes within our business and um, we've got hundreds and hundreds to go. So our business is not perfect either in terms of processes, but there's things you can do to get your virtual assistant up and running. So, for example, one of my favourite things to do is when your virtual assistant starts out of the list of 100 things you want them to do, identify one or two. And then for those one or two, either jump on a Zoom call, which they can record or do a Loom video and take them through. So you put this there and this is what I'm thinking there and this is the rationale here. And so... Um, next time you're doing, you know, the task, like sending out an invitation for a podcast, for example, um, you just record that. So then your virtual assistant can replicate that next time. So you don't have to have everything perfect, but you need to know the processes enough to be able to guide someone through it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I have done um is it is slowly starting to add you know if, if I uh, do something and it's a repeatable task I say right now I'm going to record it now I'm going to document it and if it then uh, is added to I'll just give my VA you know I said you can go and change that because you're doing it and then you know the exact steps so it's looking at well what ways can we um, empower our team to be able to continue streamlining that which is you know so important and by the way if people are 
watching and listening. We've got uh, winner Rosalie's here saying love the topic. If any of you have a question and you would like to ask Carmen, now is the opportunity. There is no such thing as a stupid question. I guess something that you're talking about, Carmen, one of the things that may stop a, a business owner from coming to getting support from yourself or, or finding VA is because they're a little bit embarrassed um, about the fact that they don't have the systems yeah. and support. But you know what? It, and it's almost like, you know, you've, you've got services, wonderful people I'm sure you know too, the personal branding, the clothing, and they help organise your your um, your cupboard of clothing and it's like I need to clean that out first. But that's, that's the whole point of hiring someone such as yourself yeah. in your organisation. Share a little bit more about... Uh, what is going to help you facilitate and find the best team member for an entrepreneur, a business who is looking for support? What can we do to, in preparation to help you and, and your company? Yeah, so I think for the business owner, it's around just brainstorming all the things that you could get support in. Um, and we've got free resources on our website to help people do that. And so then when they speak with me, it, I just sort of suck it out of their head, create a framework, and I'm really pragmatic, so I won't promise all the world. Like I, I manage expectations often, that's what I'm doing, um, around what is possible. And so it's just exploring being open to what's possible. And I say to the clients, because you know how you said, like some people might be a bit embarrassed about like the state of where things are. Like I don't expect people to be perfect. Like I don't need our business owners or our virtual assistants to be perfect, but I just need them to be open to improving, to doing the work, to having conversations, to tweaking how th things happen to get the results. And so that's what where our team steps in, you know. We yes. provide advice. Perhaps if you structured your task that you want your virtual assistant to do like this it might be more clear for them for example so mm -hmm. um yeah, so I think that's quite good because people it is a vulnerable thing getting support in your business for the first time you haven't done it before there's all this unknown how do you delegate are you a good delegator you might not be the best you know and I, I, yeah it's a joy supporting people um who want to be supported through that yeah. You know, um, some of the things that I've learned along the way, and this is really interesting too, that, you know, we may have a certain work style that we work on. And because we don't see our team members, there's certain things that we may not necessarily do. For instance, if you meet someone in a corridor or someone walks in, you go, hi, how are you? Good morning, you know, or whatever, that kind of thing. Whereas communication styles online is, can you do this and this and this and this? So for me, a reminder is, good morning, how are you? And you know, I've known, I do that so much more intentionally now. And I'm sharing this because something that you said, Remember, this is a human on the other side of things and it would be the other side of, you know, your documentation, the the tools that you use to communicate. Show the same level of respect that you would if they were an in-person team member because yeah. I'm sure that you would see um, someone's look on the face if you just walked through them, didn't say hello and say, where are those notes that you, you know, that that you did, that, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and it's so important, isn't it, to uh, build that relationship. So I want to then segue into the next question because this really does – um, talk to the communications is what's the magic question that we can then help to find out whether the VA really understands what we've just delegated because sometimes the person on the other end may not necessarily feel comfortable if the way that we've communicated isn't one that it's open to 
to say, if there's something that is not unclear and often it, well, it is, the buck stops with us as the leader in how our team is responding. What is a question that we can ask to make sure that they're on board and they know exactly what it is that we want them to do? Yeah, so you're spot on that the relation uh, relationship underpins everything and is so important. And one of the things you can do in the relationship uh, to build that relationship is ha- to have face-to-face discussions. Um, texting on Slack or whatever program you use, um, it just gets a bit old and you have to have the, the face-to-face discussion. Um, Anne-Marie, I'm sure you won't mind me sharing, but before this went live, I was sharing with Anne-Marie, you know, about my son yesterday and a concert and all these things. And just that like two minute of small talk with your team can just build that connection. So I I really encourage, encourage you to do those things. Now, when you're delegating to your team, there's two ways to delegate. One is you can delegate over a face to face conversation and sometimes you can delegate via text. Now, I do both. But at the start, I really encourage you to delegate face-to-face because it really supports to build that relationship. So if I'm delegating to Anne-Marie and I've just spoken for five minutes and shared my screen and everything and hopefully she's asked to record it so she can see it later, whatever, and then I turn to Anne-Marie and I say, so from what I've just shared, what do you understand are the first steps? And so then instead of just going, Anne-Marie, tell me if you don't understand, and then Anne-Marie shaking in her boots going, I don't understand a word she said. Yeah, right from the beginning, actually. <laughs> I, can, I can say, you know, um, from what I've shared, you know, what did you understand as the next steps? Now, saying that, there are some people like me, I can think on my toes, and I'm guessing Anne-Marie's a think on her toes sort of person as well, but there are some people in Australia and the Philippines who are not like that. So for those sort of people, you delegate and go, great, so do you have any questions for me now, Anne-Marie? No. Okay, cool. Let's touch base for five minutes tomorrow just to talk about the next steps. Mm. So you can bring to me what you think the next steps are. So so instead of just going, Anne-Marie, tell me if you don't understand and just putting all the onus on her, it's about facilitating it, creating some more structure around that. Now, I don't need to do that every single time with my team now because I can delegate and I know that they feel comfortable going calm and you made no sense. Let's jump on a Zoom call (laughs) and let me ask you some questions. But like when you're building that relationship, you really do need to facilitate the opportunity for that person to be able to um, share with you what they understood. Yeah, such a great point. Something else that I have seen happen in the workplace that really if that continues, it inhibits the ability for the team to uh, feel fulfilled and motivated and it can be quite frustrating. And one of those things, and I can see it often happening uh, in the virtual space too, and it's a reminder as as leaders of business, particularly the people have come up, because let's face it, a lot of times we're in, we love entrepreneurship because of the ability to create a project and then go with it. One of the areas that we struggle with is the follow through, which is why we need a strong team of wonderful VAs who are our team members who will do the follow through with us or for us. So one of the frustrating things is when we we as leaders in our business, we change the way we do things all of the time, if, if that makes sense. So there's nothing was, I remember when I was working in the paid workforce, our four lady came in one time and under her breath said, if that CEO comes to the door 
tackle him because every time he comes out, you know, oh, we're going to change this. They had to completely change all of the, you know, the machinery and everything. Mm-hmm. So share a little bit about some of the things that you've seen that you know completely will derail the relationship and the, the, the performance, the productivity of our team members just so that we can be aware of that. And then you're setting yourself up for any potential clients that comes your way to say, this is not the way that we operate. So what are some things that you see can derail a VA yeah. and a leader relationship? So I really think um, people get a bit scared because the virtual assistants from the Philippines and what about the culture? It's different to here and whatever. And yeah, sure, there are differences, but the variation within a culture is, I think, larger than the variation between cultures. So I just want people to see the other person as a person. What motivates them? What's their love language? You know, how are you going to show um, affection? Um, so I've got team members. I just know that me saying a nice a nice thing in private to them will just, like, leave them bouncing for the whole week. I've got mm. other team members, you know, who would prefer that in public or I've got other ones that like a bit more guidance and other ones who just like to be let loose and come back. And so... It's about, you know, what are the needs for my business? But how can I support these people? I've got other team members that love to learn. And so if they're just learning something new, like they're, uh, you know, they're they're excited. So um, I think if you don't look at the other person and just think of your needs and not explore how to motivate, how to engage this person, Mm -hmm. I think that could be problematic. Yeah. How would you go about doing that? Like you talked about love languages and we have done a, uh, I had a guest on the show that talked about love languages through the lens of gifts, you know, mm-hmm. rewards for team and, and so forth. How, or what are the things that you do to find out, you know, the yeah. different love languages? So you never know for sure. And everyone's got a bit of everything in them, I think. Um, and even me, I'm not really a gift person, but if someone gives me a gift, I see it for what it is. Like they're trying to show me some love. So I think even if you get it wrong, it's not a problem. Um, So things that we've done, we've organised for um, bubble tea to be delivered to our team, just a surprise. Like they had this delivery person knock on their door, bubble tea for Joe, and they're like, what? Anyway, um, and some of them almost sent it back, but anyway, we we saved it. So then the team just put photos of them drinking bubble tea. Um, So like a small, it can be small. Um, We're big on acknowledgement, a big on acknowledgement both in private but also in a team, both in team meetings, also on Slack, just, you know, sharing examples of what we value in our um in our team so they're you know they're really small things obviously we've got clients and you can buy cakes and balloons and teddy bears and all sorts of stuff Um, but sometimes like just a small thing can be really impactful like you said acknowledge them at the start of the day acknowledge them at the end of the day can be really valuable too and if you've got a large team already it might not be you doing this it might be your existing team loving the rest of your team too so yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, so, so important. We've got some great um, comments coming in. I have a feeling they may be also part of the team, of your team, um, yes, Janelle, Janelle. proud to be part of Global <laughs> Teams. Uh, Mangalinson said, insightful interview, and Christina says, agree, client VA relationships will work through good communications. And I share that because Carmen walks her talk and her team is is there and they would not be saying that if, if it weren't true, which is important. And what this really goes down to, is and it just should be something that as business owners founders we should know just be nice 
show compassion, you know, <laughs> be a nice person. That person on the other end of the, the you know, Slack channel or, or a Zoom um, is someone who really can support your, your team, treat them, you know, with, with respect that you would require, that you would expect for yourself too. Let's talk about some of these strategies that we can use to support VAs to show initiative and come up with really great ideas to, to grow the business. Here's why I love this, is that we may not be able to see different ways of doing things because we've always done things the same way. And if it's something that is inhibiting productivity and they may have a tool that can you know, really enhance our efficiency and so forth, we want to create an environment where they feel comfortable and confident in stepping forward and saying, hey, you know, and, and then bringing that to our attention. So what are some things that you've done that works really well? Yeah. So initiative, it's a thing that all business owners ask for. It's a thing that I value as well. Um, and it is both nature and nurture. So obviously when you're recruiting, you hire people that do want to share their ideas, but they need to feel secure to share their ideas. So I had one team member in the early days, he made a mistake and he didn't tell me and I caught the mistake and I said to him, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, Carmen, I would have been sacked in my old job if I made this mistake. And so he's now been with us for years. He still makes mistakes every now and again, um, but he fixes them and he tells me about, about the mistake and the fix. And so... And so it just demonstrates to you, like, he's such a great team member. Um, he supports me in so many ways. But in the early days, he wasn't, like, even telling me his mistakes, let alone telling me ideas. Yes. So it, it's getting that um, foundation, that relationship is the really important thing. Then there's all these uh, specific things you can do. So you can say to your team member, um, so what I, what I would love to do is meet with you next uh, week and I'd love for you to bring three ideas on how we can improve um, my LinkedIn feed. Mm-hmm. So to be specific, instead of just saying, hey, if you have any ideas on how to improve my LinkedIn, just let me know. No, no, I'd love for you to bring three ideas. Yeah, nice. So you can be really specific in asking it. Over time, you don't need to. Janelle, who just posted before, she just gave me an idea for my LinkedIn before I hopped on here. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't need to facilitate that, but it's because we've got that relationship. It's because she knows I value it and she knows that when she's brought ideas to me in the past that I listen to them, they don't always happen. But, you know, we, we have a chat and we explore, yeah. you know, what we could do with it. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. I mean, what you've just shared is is really valuable. And, you know, we as business owners can create an environment that really encourages that. So it may be um, encouraging in the moment, you know, you see a better way of doing something. I may share something, but if you see a, a better way, because, you know, they may have been doing this quite frequently over the months and years, share that with me, but then also creating an environment where you're always looking at, or maybe once a week or once a month, once a quarter, hey, let's get together as a team and bring forward three ideas, each in your specific area of where you're overseeing for for my team, so that we can continuously look at advancing and improving, bringing in new technologies. Is that something that you do or is there other ways that you uh, have implemented? 
So we've got it incorporated into a lot of things. So we've got a, um, a structured way and also ad hoc. So it's not unusual for um, especially the marketing team to go, Carmen, can we jump on a Zoom call? I want to share with you my idea. So that's yeah. really exciting to me. I love that sort of stuff. But then we've also got structure. So at the moment we've got, um, we separated the team into two and we've said, hey, um, you're responsible for coming up and implementing ideas on how to improve the VA experience how to improve the client experience. So they're the two teams. They're completely leading the whole thing. They're coming up with ideas that I wouldn't have even thought of and they're implementing them. Some of them are working, some of them aren't working. Um, so th they've got a whole heap of ownership over that. So it, it it takes time and nurturing the relationship. And the other thing I do is I, with the acknowledgement, I'll, you know, type in like, hey, thanks, Janelle, for that idea. You know, it's really impacted on this. Uh, or Sheila suggested an idea and whenever the because people go oh thank you Carmen for for that it was a, it was an idea around the staff and I'm like well thank Sheila she's the one who suggested it to me yeah. so so it's just sharing with everyone that I value ideas and I I like receiving them so yeah yeah you know one of the things that um it, you kind of see as a business owner that the reason why you hire VAs is so that you can then separate yourself from a lot of the day-to-day -day tasks. Some businesses may have multiple different VAs. So one of the things that we don't want to also have happen is that we start to, as a business owner, have to oversee the teams and then communicate within the teams. So my question is this, how do you get to a certain level, Carmen, and then, because we, we always need to kind of future pace too, isn't it, to see where the business is going so that we hire or at least find someone that can step in. We do need to do that before we need them so that they're, re they're ready to go. So talk a little bit, we've talked about, you know, understanding, hey, you need admin, you need this, you need that. But there comes a time too, don't we, that we, we have kind of like a project manager, someone who is, you know, integrates between you as the CEO, the visionary, and the rest of your team. Can you share some insights with us as businesses? What have you guys done to, to, to kind of gauge whether one of your clients is at that stage? Look, you've got your VAs, but I think we need to now put a, a project manager, someone who can oversee, you know, the, the team and, and projects. What insights can you share there? Yeah, so there's two frameworks that come to mind. Sometimes business owners come to me, they've already got an established team in Australia. And you know the business owners who are a little bit flighty and visionary and not really enjoying the details? Um, what I say to them is, hey, do you already have a team member who would be overseeing this virtual assistant? And so then we engage that team member in the scoping and, and the whole process because that team member needs to feel ownership and be on board. And what that does for the business owner means that their, their team are getting the support, um, but they don't need to take every detail. Now, not everyone out there has already got an established team in Australia. So, you know, what you, you do in that case is you grow your virtual assistant team two or three, and then in, in amongst the three virtual assistants, you'd see one that has shown a bit of leadership potential, and then it's about nurturing them and nurturing them to grow and supporting them in the role. And so, so then they can oversee some of the other virtual assistants or even support you in onboarding new virtual assistants. Yeah. So 
we've done that in our team. We've got four managers uh, and they lead teams. And so it's primarily the managers I interact with. But saying that, I can interact with any team member. uh, But, you know, if we're making big decisions or strategic decisions or resourcing decisions, it's through the managers. And I have formal meetings with all the managers each week. Yeah. Oh, that's good because that means, because if you think that you've got, um, you know, five or six different uh, VAs working under that manager, imagine if you had, if you wanted to to have a meeting with all your managers, the department heads, so to speak, if you had everybody that was there, that was a lot of different team members who may not necessarily, this is one of the things, isn't it, um, where you're looking at team efficiency, not everybody has to be at the meeting, but your department heads, your managers, certainly, so that they can understand the vision of the business, what needs to be done, and there, from there, it's their role to then be able to delegate and then oversee um, to make sure that everything is is working well. So important. I mean, how many meetings have we all been to thinking, I really don't need to be here? But the the manager certainly is because they, because here's here's another thing that we often see in corporate and we don't want to mirror this in our small businesses is that departments don't talk to one another. The marketing doesn't talk to the sales and the sales and, and you can really, things can slip through the cracks. But if the managers are kind of working together and and so that they're not all individual silos, so to speak, what you've just described is a way to really make sure that each individual team is still functioning together, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, And so we've, uh, as businesses grow and change, the governance structure often needs to change and quite rapidly in a fast growing business. So that's what we've experienced. And just this week, we're supporting a client who's got two virtual assistants with us to change the governance structure around the virtual assistant. So it's a continuous thing. And yeah, I find it quite rewarding to support um, our clients with that. Yeah. And as you continue to build up team members, they can help you create a space or the environment in which you can then onboard. What I ended up doing, my uh, I have someone who I've worked with for years who edits our podcasts. Now, I knew that there was a time where we would eventually need to scale, get more people on. So I said to him, can you please video yourself in exactly what you do? Here are the headings, um, you know, so for, for each. And so he did. So we've got training there now. So when we're onboarding, I don't have to go and uh, train, you know, in the areas that we we do. That's the kind of thing that, you know, as you said, when you get clear and you start to build and grow, your team members can support you in creating. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my confession is, Amarine, I don't know how to do at least half the things in my business. Yeah. Like, you know, now I was like sending out a broadcast email, <laughs> connecting with yeah. people on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, love that. I mean, and we've just scratched the surface, um, but, you know, some of the things that you're, you're saying, um, I'm kind of doing an internal check because I, I actually went out and hired a tech VA. It was someone who was highly skilled in technology and it's wonderful because, you know, now we've got kind of the systems all set up and now, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And uh, it's wonderful. So, all right, without further ado, Carmen, share a little bit more about how people can get in contact with you what's the best way if they see that they have a need and they would love to chat yeah so the best way to reach out um and is our website so globalteams.com.au 
On the website, we've got a whole heap of free resources to help you get clear on the sort of things virtual assistants can do, um, the best ways to communicate with them. Are you even ready for a virtual assistant? So go check out those resources because um, they'll set you on the right path. Fantastic. Well, as always, uh, thank you for coming back on the show, sharing your expertise. Each time you come on the show, you've grown uh, as well your business, which is wonderful because that means that there's certain things that you've had to implement to be able to do that. And, um, you know, we can benefit from tapping into the insights and things that you've learned along the way too. And of course, know that we don't have to start from scratch. If uh, you recognize that you need support, come and a new team certainly have got the structure uh, in place to be able to support you with uh, with any need that you have. And I'm sure if there is something that you recognise and need, you've got a full team uh, and ability to be able to find someone who can support in that particular specialised area too. So thank yeah. you once again for coming on the show. For such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.